Actually, this is as real as it gets. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. I'm your host, Lou Velasquez, and today we have a very special guest uh, that will be on the show. He is the very first natural Mr. Olympia. He is none other than the voice of natural bodybuilding throughout the world, John Hansen. But before we bring uh, John on the show, I need to go over a few things. Actually, I have to go over one thing in particular. There's a new reality TV show that's, uh, that came along, that's coming along, actually. It's called Weapon the Series. And this is not your run-of-the-mill reality show about housewives from Orange County or New York or New Jersey or from Atlanta, wherever they're from. And it's definitely not your uh, TV Love Connection show or Rock of Love or This of Love or Rock of whatever. It's not that type of thing. And above all, it's not about a bunch of kids from the Jersey Shore. Come on. Uh, it's about a, an elite group of women all competing to become part of the weapon team and to participate in uh, in the film, comic book, animation series uh, that's going to be worked on, as well as them having the opportunity to be part of merchandising, video games, so on and so forth. Uh, the bottom line is, is, is that Weapon is a franchise, and anyone that is a part of this franchise through the reality show, they'll have a very unique opportunity to not only get their name out there, but be part of something great. Now, how often does that come along? Not often. Uh, house guests, they, they're not only going to compete. As you, you, know, you see these reality shows, people compete. Uh, they're, you know, if you look at uh, like Big Brother, you're competing this, that. They're competing. At the end of the deal, they're making money, but they're not actually getting anything done on the show beyond uh, the competitions and all this other jazz. Uh, the bottom line is with Weapon, it's different, much different than any other reality show out there. Uh, well, I can't say any other reality show, but it is different in nature because what the, the house guests will do, the women, you have 14 women. I forgot to mention that. You have four, 14 women competing uh, to uh, to get to the end of the road and be, caught, be part of uh, Weapon itself, the Weapon team. And we, you know, the contestants that are, that are coming in are amazing. So anyway, so they're not only going to compete, but they're also going to learn. They're going to be learning as they're going along. So anyone that's on the show will actually get something out of this. No doubt about it. Okay. So now they're going to learn the following areas of fitness, acting, modeling, martial arts, film fighting, stunt work, and much, much more. And you're going to have some top-notch people that will be in there teaching them this stuff. Okay, and then they're going to compete, and uh, then the show goes on. So uh, it's a well-rounded situation, and the show is actually casting now. So if you are a uh, woman between the ages of 18 and 40, and you always wanted an opportunity, and maybe you're not America's next top model, maybe you're not... A, the, the next American Idol. Maybe you aren't America's Got Talent. Maybe you want something that is that, that's attainable for you. Okay, this is it. 
weapon is it? So all you need to do is uh, go to uh, the official website, which is weapontheseries.com. That's weapontheseries.com, and it's free to apply. So go there, click the thing, download the file, send it in, and uh, you know try to get in. Uh, so again, I think it's a great situation. It's, it's not what you see uh, out there, and it's something you can actually build on for the future. Uh, now, before we continue on, because that's my uh, little uh, my little stint on uh, for weapon. Uh, but before we continue on, I have to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple minutes. The odds of becoming a signed artist and having three number one albums: one in one hundred million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards. One in 1.4 million. And the odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 150. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Protect 
can move on. You can be free. To live fearlessly, oh, that it's gone. We can move on. You can be free. To live fearlessly, 'cause you've shed your skin. Mic check one two, big poser coming to you fake yeah. ever. Got no more games since nah. I got with the juice. Uh-uh. No cruising with my friends, they cut me loose. Now my coach is hating, parents keep berating. Good thing my team's still behind me saying, Hey yo, what happened to my teammates, man? Yo, where y'all at, man? Come on, man. I thought we were family. Ugh, don't be a poser. Hear more at don'tbeanasterisk.com. Brought to you by Ad Council and the U.S. Olympic Committee. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Gasparian Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. All right, we're back, and we have John Hansen waiting on the line. Uh, he's in transit, and he actually took time while he was uh, on the road to come on the show, and I appreciate that. Uh, so usually when we have people on the show that are on the road, uh, God knows what can happen. You know, I hope that. I hope that yeah, it's it's a safe driving situation at the at the very least. Uh, but he's on the road and things uh, do happen. So if you hear any uh, stuff going on, uh, you know why. Uh, anyway, so let's not make him wait any longer. So without further ado, here is Natural Miss Olympia, John Hanson. All right, we're here with former Natural Miss Olympia, John Hanson. John, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for here. You, you, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to have you on here. I know it's been a little uh, time coming. We tried uh, getting you on before, but things didn't work out. I went on a little hiatus, but now uh, you, you're with us. Uh, your, your your background is is pretty uh, intense, you know, because you, you you're actually you're actually a natural bodybuilder from day one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I competed. Started competing in. Uh, in around 1991, and uh, finished up my career as a natural bodybuilder. Yeah, but you, you know, in your in your in your career, you've accomplished a lot of things. You know, I'm just right now. I'm looking at your uh, your wins, your major wins, anyway. You know, you went uh-huh. from uh, winning the uh, the AAU Teenage Midwest Open, and you went all the way. And in '98, you won the Natural Miss Olympia. The pro right. Division. Yeah, those. That was the first year they had it in 1998. Oh, you were the first Natural Miss Olympia. Right. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, made the history. They had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had it out in Greece that year, and uh, that's where, you know, bodybuilding started was out in Greece. 
So they started the Natural Olympia out there. And, uh, yeah, it was an honor to win not only the title, but also to win it for the first time. Yeah, no, but you you go down on, in the uh, history books for doing that because you can only be a first one time, whether it be with, with a woman or with it being and a lot right, of other right. things. You know that that first people remember. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So 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 that that's fantastic. But before you won that that National Miss Olympia, you actually won a bunch of other titles. And I'm going through this list. I'm getting a headache because you won so many things. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but but yeah. in, in all your um, in all your title wins, what was your most memorable? Well, like you were saying, the first time is always the best time. And um, I started competing when I was 16. I started competing in the teenage contest in Chicago, and um, the teenage shows back in the 80s were really really big in Chicago. You know, I promote shows now, and I mean, you're lucky to get now like five teenagers in a in a contest. But back then, in the 80s, I don't know what it was, but there were so many teenagers who were into bodybuilding. I would go in the Teenage Mr. Illinois contest, and we would literally have 80 to 100 competitors, 80 to 100 teenagers trying to win that title. So that's when I started competing. I started competing at 16. I did like 10 shows as a teenage bodybuilder between 16 and 19 years old. And I won the uh, Teenage Midwest Open at 18. And I just won my class in that. So I never won an overall title. And then uh, when I got out of the teenage, I took a couple years off just to try and build up some size and get bigger because now I was going up against the big boys. I wasn't going to be a teenager anymore. So then I started competing. Um, the first thing I wanted to win was the Mr. Illinois title in Illinois. So I had it took me three years to win that. I went in it at 21 years old, and I took fourth. Then I went in at 22 years old, and I took third. And then I trained like a maniac for that last year because I was like, this is do or die. I was 23 years old. I felt like I had to really prove something to myself. And it was just like I had to win this title. And I dedicated like a whole year of my life just to winning that contest. And uh, when I went in and won it, it was just unbelievable. It was like one of the greatest. I, I mean, that was probably one of the best days of my life ever. You know, I mean, even up until this point. I mean, it was just an incredible feeling. It was like I almost willed myself to win that contest. So uh, that probably was the most satisfying win. And then, of course, after that, I uh, did win the Natural Mr. Universe contest in 92. I won it again in 96, and then I won, like you said, that Natural Olympia title in 98. Right, but, but when, you know, when you say that that, that was um, the, the title before the, the Mr. Universe was your most memorable, yeah, that's because yeah, you, you, put, yeah, you put your your heart and soul into that. Right, exactly, yeah. And, and I mean, it was like right after I went in it and... Um, the year before, when I was 22 years old, I remember getting the pictures back from the contest and looking at them, and I I could just see, you know, I still had some work to do, but I could, I saw myself in comparison to the guys that were in the show and the guys that won the show, and I was like, you know what, I can win this thing. It was just like it clicked in my mind, and it was just a realization. Like, he always wanted to win before, but when I saw those pictures, it was like, you know what, I can really win this thing. I mean, it was like I really believed it. So I just trained for 12 months like crazy, and my focus was totally on that contest one year later. And I'm pretty sure that nobody else in that show had that kind of focus and dedication to win that contest as I did. And I really feel like I almost willed myself to win it. You know, it was like I, I mentally willed myself to win that. Of course, I did the physical work, and I did the dieting and everything else, but it really all started with the mind. 
And I really believed, uh, had the confidence that I was going to win. I just had that faith that, you know, I was definitely going to win. There was, I was not going to be denied. And it was a big show. There was 50 guys in that show, and there was a lot of competitors. And I think it was a tougher show than the year before. And uh, I really just uh, dominated the show and won it. And like I said, it was just, it wasn't just winning the show. It was the fact that I trained so hard, and I had that belief, and I had that faith. And then it all turned out so good at the end, you know. I mean, that's that's that goes to the old saying, "mind over matter." And right. uh, you know, I know, you know, from my uh, you know, bodybuilding days and heavy powerlifting days, that you know, you before you touch the weight, you have to consider it done. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much what you did because you you saw it. You said, "No, this is mine. I just have to do the work. Right. This is mine." <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and if you compare that that mental attitude, so I remember the first time I went into Mr. Illinois when I was 21, I was coming out of the teenage competitions, and I was a little nervous, you know, I'm like, now I'm competing against the big guys, and I remember people in the gym asking me, well, how do you think you're going to do? And I just said, uh, well, I'm going to do the best I can, you know, and I really didn't want to put myself out there like saying I'm going to win, because I didn't want to be disappointed when I lost, if I lost. Right. So I ended up going in the show and taking fourth place and you know what I was just as disappointed as if I would have said I'm going to win as if I didn't say you know if I said I, was, I wasn't going to win you know what I mean I mean I, I was sort of trying to guard myself and trying to uh, protect myself by not putting myself out there but I found you know after winning that title a couple of years later you know what you really have to do is you have to make that commitment you have to believe in it and you have to put it out there and say I'm going to win I'm going to win and you have to really really believe it and if you don't believe it, it's got to, like you said, it all starts with the mind. And if you have to start there, and if you don't believe it, then it's not going to happen. But that holds true to anything in life, John. You know, if you don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a big. Uh, if you don't roll. That was the a dice. big uh, education for me. Yeah, because if you don't roll the dice and and you don't put yourself out there and you don't commit yourself to getting it done, you know, what's right. going to happen? Somebody going to hand it to you? I don't think so. Right. Yeah, I think that's important when you're setting a goal is to to tell everybody, you know, just say, you know, I remember that year that I won that Illinois contest, I was telling everybody, I remember, um, we start, I started taking pictures and I would take pictures. I think it was like every three or four weeks to, to gauge my progress. And the first pictures I took, of course, I was like around, you know, I was bulked up. I was around 230 pounds, 235 pounds. So I didn't look like I did on stage. Obviously I was bulked up. I wasn't all ripped up and everything. But I remember taking those pictures around and showing people in the gym, and I said, hey, you want to see what the next Mr. Illinois looks like? And I would show them those pictures because I was just so confident that I was going to win. You know, and like I said, it really started with the mind, and it carried through in my, my physical actions, and then that ended up uh, having me win the show. Well, I mean, I think that's an important thing. Uh, and something like that, I'm sure when you started doing that, it, it also trickled down to everything else in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was, I remember I felt so good about myself that whole summer, you know, after that contest was over because I really had a goal. I put myself out there. It was a, it was a hell of an accomplishment to achieve because I remember I really pushed myself harder than ever that year. I was squatting 500 pounds and, you know, when I dieted, I dieted harder than I ever dieted before and I would practice my posing until I was exhausted. I mean, I just really, really pushed myself. So to put yourself out there and push yourself to the limit like that, and then when it's all over, to achieve your goal is, is the ultimate feeling, you know. And I just felt so great. I felt like I could—I was the king of the world, you know. I felt like I could accomplish anything that summer because I just felt so good about what I did. 
but it, but it's a great thing that you did actually, because every other title that you won, every every other competition you won after that was just you already brought yourself to that level. So now exactly right, you built it. Now you just keep moving forward. You needed to get to that point in order to mm -hmm. go to those higher levels. Yeah, that's a great point because every time I was going in any future contest after that, I would refer back to how I felt when I won that Illinois. So because I had already accomplished it once, I was able to just refer to that and then do it again, you know, just to just to mimic those actions again. Yeah, it was like a step a step and repeat, step and repeat, and that's it. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but John, let me ask you I want let me ask you a question. I want to crank back a little bit. Because when you okay. started competing when you were a teenager, uh, you, as you said, you had a lot of teenagers. I remember uh, back then where you did have a lot of teenagers competing. But the problem that I saw back then in my, in my personal uh, quest when, when I was younger, uh, and that was in the, you know, in the 80s, um, mm -hmm. that you had teenagers, these kids, doing steroids at that time. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, uh, you, well, you have to remember back Right, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, back then, uh, I remember reading the magazines when I was like 15, and they were talking about steroids in the magazines back then, and um, I remember somebody in the magazine, one of the top pros, was saying that the only guys that take steroids are the guys who are in the magazine, like the Mr. America guys, the Mr. Universe guys, Mr. Olympia guys. So when I started competing as a teenager, and I realized after the first one or two shows, that some of my competitors were taking steroids. I was blown away. I couldn't believe teenagers were taking steroids. I, had th I thought it was only the top guys that were taking them. But, you know, and it was very competitive. And you have to remember, too, Lou, back then, it was a different scene than it is now. I mean, the general media and the general public didn't know what steroids were. The only people that knew what steroids were were athletes. Now steroids is like a household name. Everybody knows what steroids You know, people use steroids in any everyday conversation. And it's a big, big controversial subject now, and it's, it's also a federal offense. It's against the law to take them. Back then, it wasn't. I mean, you could get, you could go to a doctor and tell him, "Hey, I'm, I want to build some muscle. I'm, I'm, in, I'm really training hard." And he'll, there was doctors out there that would prescribe steroids for you. There was a guy uh, a couple blocks away from our gym that would do it. So it was totally legal. If you did, if you were taking them without. A prescription, it was illegal, but it was more like a misdemeanor. It wasn't a federal offense like it is now. Right. And in the gyms that we were at back then, the gyms were totally different than they are now, too. Not, nowadays, you have big corporate gyms that are huge, and they try to attract everyday people. They try to attract families. They try to attract everybody because that's the way they make money. But back then, bodybuilding and fitness in general was not as big as it is now. There wasn't as many gyms as there are now. And the gyms that were around, there were a couple, like, uh, valleys and, you know, a couple high-tech uh, health clubs that appealed to the general public, but most of the gyms were little hardcore gyms that appealed to bodybuilders, and they were independently owned, and you could usually hit steroids right there in the gym. I mean, there was always somebody that would sell them. You know, I remember the guy that worked our front desk at the gym I went to would sell them. You know, you could get right up the, right at the front desk, like you can get a, a protein shake nowadays, you know. So it was a totally different world back then, and the drugs were very easy to get, and also, there was no natural competitions back then. You know, nowadays, you have all these different natural organizations that, you know, the, the shows that I went in and won, the Natural Universe, were all natural competitions where they're drug tested. Back then, there was no natural bodybuilding. It was just bodybuilding. And you competed either with the drugs or without the drugs. If you competed without them, you were at a definite disadvantage. And if you competed with them, um, then 
you had a chance to win. But there was no distinction between the drugs and, and the natural. Right. Yeah, but back then, again, as you just stated earlier, that no one knew or no one cared. You know, if you did steroids, right. you did steroids, and, you know, people said, oh, well, you did steroids, but then they expected you to do steroids. And if you were yeah, natural, yeah. if you were natural at that point, you were the abnormal. Yeah. Yeah, right. You were, you were out of the loop, basically. Yeah. And you were at a, a major disadvantage. And, you know, I mean, if that's, if that's what you chose to do to compete natural, then that's what you chose to do. But, you know, you were pretty much out of it. And I have to say that even though I was competing natural in all those 10 teenage shows I did, um, I still placed high. You know, I did win my class once at that Teenage Midwest Open in 1981. But uh, I still was always, like, in the top three, top five. Even in some of those shows where there was 80 competitors, there would be, like, 40, 45 guys in my class. I would still make the top five or top six. I just never won, you know. Right. But, you know, the thing is, you know, just how you started and how everything developed, you know, basically, just that, that sends a message to kids today because a body is a body, and you build it the way right. you build it. And, and you, you know, protein is still what it is, uh, what has been for the past, since, since, since uh, the human race began. Protein's protein. Right. You know, and basically, you know, you actually set the standard, I think, for natural bodybuilding, and you spearheaded a lot of things in the realm of natural bodybuilding. Yeah, one of the things I think that uh, made me do that and stay natural was, I remember reading an article by Arnold Schwarzenegger, believe it or not, back in 1978, I think I was like 15 years old, and they were asking him about steroids, and, you know, he said that he would take them, you know, three months before a show, and that all the top guys would take them, and he said that, um, he said that his advice to young bodybuilders was not to use steroids to build up your size, because the steroids are only temporary. So they'll only build your size temporary, and and once you build your size with the steroids, if you get off the steroids, you lose all that size. So I remember reading that, and I remember believing that you know you, if if I'm if I'm going to be a bodybuilder, you got to do it natural, and you got to use the training and the nutrition to build your size up. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And and John, I I love the the fact that you're that your kitty cat in the background agrees with everything <laughs> you're saying. It's great. It's fantastic. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it. Wow. I love it. Uh, but yeah, you know, natural bodybuilding, you know, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, what he said is, is true. You know, it, he, he never denied the fact that he took it. You know, a lot of you know, right. top guys did take it, you know, but again. Oh, well, they all did back then, yeah. Yeah, but now, you know, it's a different game. You know, now it's just something uh, different. You know, um, right now, even though you have these monsters uh, that are competing now, uh, the kids, the way I see it, that the youngsters, the, the kids that are coming up and starting to get into bodybuilding and they're looking to build themselves up and looking to get into it, I would see them looking at someone like yourself as opposed to looking at, at, at a Jay Cutler or something because that, that body, and I'm going to say it, that body is not naturally, um, is, is not naturally, um, acquired. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. You know, where if you have someone that's natural, it's more attainable. At least you can say, yeah, you know what? I can do that. You know, right. but, but when, right. when you have a situation where someone is taking anabolic steroids and things of that nature and they're so, they're, 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 they're 5'8, 5'10, 300 pounds, you know, oh my, my God. 
You know, yeah. that, that that's 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 horrendous. Natural bodybuilders out there because then it, it lets these young guys coming up know that there is an alternative, and it's great that there's so many natural competitions out there now and so many different natural organizations. I mean, now there's a lot of organizations where you can get your pro card and competing that organization as a pro natural bodybuilder, and that's fantastic. I mean, we didn't have that when I was younger. You know, we didn't have that option. If you wanted to be a pro when I was younger, you had to do what everybody else did and, you know, try and win Mr. Universe and Mr. Olympia and be in the magazines like everybody else. But now there are other options, so it's great that uh, that there's role models out there for for the young guys growing up. And I think that's important. I think that's very important. And and now, you mean, well, what's the organization that, that you're a part of, uh, John, uh, that you spearheaded? Uh, it's the INBA, the International Natural Bodybuilders Association, and they're located at uh, naturalbodybuilding.com if anybody wants to find out more about that organization. And, and uh, I now promote a couple of shows for that organization in Illinois. I promote the Natural Illinois competition, and then in the summertime, I promote the Natural North America. Oh, that's fantastic. So you, you're actually opening doors over there to, to give, uh, I guess, the, the newer competitors or the younger competitors or the local competitors the same opportunity right. that you had when you got into it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same organization where I won the Natural Universe, Natural Olympia. So, you know, if young guys coming up or women coming up and competing in these contests can eventually go on to uh, – try and win the same contest that I did, the Natural Universe and the Natural Olympia. Yeah, and they, they can build up to that and, you know, going through your your uh, competition and building up from there. But to get, you know, for them to compete w- within your uh, within your promotion, you know, to get the insight from you is amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we, and we try to do different things there, too. Like at the Natural North America every year, we have a seminar or training seminar that we hold in between the judging and the night show. And. I bring back the winners of last year's show, and they come up on stage, and they tell the audience, you know, what they did to win the show and what their training routine was like, what their diet was like. And it's also free to all the competitors who are in the show that year. So all the competitors can come there for free and and listen to last year's winners about what their strategies were for, you know, nutrition and training and how they won. So they get guidance. It's not just going in there, signing up, saying, okay, I'll see you uh, Saturday, March 3rd, and you're going to go compete. There's more to it, right? Right. Oh, that's that's different, and actually, that's good because you, you're giving them something more to actually help them along the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Same, you know, same thing. I wrote my my books and did my DVDs. I'm just trying to educate these people coming up and show them the way to do it naturally and uh, give them the insight that you know some of the things that I learned over my 30 years of training. And and that that's the thing that I you know you you kind know, of you kind of leapfrog me on what I was going to bring up was your books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, well, why don't you tell us about your books, Sean? Because I know that our listeners, you know, are interested in in what you uh, what you have in writing, what you have out there, because they may not be aware that you have these books out there. Yeah, the book I wrote was called Natural Bodybuilding, coincidentally enough, and it was released in 2005. The publisher is Human Kinetics. They do a lot of sports-related books. And they got a hold of me because of uh, the fact that I was writing for Iron Man magazine at the time. And I still do that. I've been writing for them for 10 years now. I have my own uh, column in Iron Man called Naturally Huge, where I answer questions on training and nutrition uh, for natural bodybuilders. And uh, they they were aware of me 
Human Kinetics was aware of me through my writings with Iron Man, and then they approached me and they said they wanted to do a book on bodybuilding, and they wanted to make it, of course, natural bodybuilding. So uh, it was a it was a big project. It took me like nine months to write it. Um, ended up writing like over 400 pages, and uh, we edited it down to around 300 pages. And we finally released it in uh, 2005. So yeah, it was a big, big book. Yeah, no, that that that's good stuff. See, you know, things. I think things happen for a reason in life, and sometimes, you know, uh, when it when they're supposed to happen, they do happen. You know, because if you would have wrote the book back in '98, you probably wouldn't would not have had everything lined up the way you had when you did it in 2005. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah, I was. I was pretty much retired at that point. I think I wrote the book in 2004, and my last competition was in 2004. So, oh, that's, so yeah, it worked out good. Yeah, no, definitely that worked out good. Now you have you have DVDs out as well, right, John? Yeah, I came out with a, a DVD called Real Muscle, which is uh, a training DVD, and basically what it is is um, I show everybody my exact training routine, and on the DVD we have two different sets. So the first set. I do a voiceover and I describe to the viewer exactly how to do the exercise. And then on the second set, I show it, I show the same exercise, but this time I'm showing it me working the exercise like with heavy weights, high intensity. I'm not doing a voiceover. We have the rock music playing in the gym and, and it's really, you know, and actually we shoot the second set in black and white and the first set's in color. So you get more of a gritty, hardcore feel from the second set. So it's a combination of education where I'm, you know, Telling everybody exactly what they need to do, and then I'm showing them by uh, by showing the heavy set and, and exactly how I do it with the high intensity. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Now, now, John, where can people actually uh, get your book and your DVD? Uh, if they go to my website at naturalolympia.com, they can they can get it there. Uh, and then I have another DVD called Natural Bodybuilding Seminar, where I give a 90 minute seminar and I explain you know, everything that I know about training and nutrition. So I've got two DVDs and then the book. And then, of course, if they go to my website, they'll see a lot of articles on training and nutrition and a lot of contest articles. I, I have all the contests that I promoted. I have uh, photo reports of all those. So uh, it's a pretty extensive website. Yeah, no, I, I, I see, uh, you know, there's a lot for anyone that wants to know more about you and know, know more about natural bodybuilding. But also, John, you also... Um, do uh, seminars, you do things of that nature. Yeah, oh yeah, I started doing seminars, uh, I think right after I won the natural, or no, oh, way back to when I won the Illinois, the Mr. Illinois when I was two years old, I started doing seminars in the Chicago area and just telling everybody about, you know, training and nutrition and uh, and I still do that to this day. I go to a lot of schools and I talk to the younger kids about, um, well, staying off of drugs, I talk to the athletes about how they can be uh, successful athletes without taking steroids. And I also talk about uh, nutrition and exercise for any any ages. And then I also talk to uh, just the regular people, you know, men and women who just want to learn how to get in shape, and they don't have any clues on how to do that. And um, I tell them just the, the basic principles of training and nutrition, which is basically the same thing that I followed when I was winning bodybuilding contests, you know. That's why I think bodybuilders are probably the best personal trainers and the best people for um, the general public to get in shape with because, we know exactly what it takes to change the body. We know exactly what it takes as far as exercise and nutrition. Because for all intents and purposes, you become scientists. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we bodybuilders know more about nutrition and, and training and how to change your body than any other athlete out there. 
Yeah, that's funny, John, that you bring that up. I mean, you're 100% right about that. You want information as far as nutrition, the breakdown of protein, uh, how, uh, you know, uh, your, your muscle builds, your tendons, your, your ligaments, how all this stuff works. You ask a bodybuilder, you know, but I remember, right. this is just a quick funny story well, on my end. There was a guy I knew that was like that, do all this stuff. But God forbid you ask him who the president was, he couldn't even answer you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to be a little bit more well-rounded. <laughs> yeah, I think so, I think so. But I think that's, that's fantastic. You know, you have a, your, your, your background obviously, you know, speaks for itself. And what you've been doing all along, you know, uh, you know speaks volumes for, for the type of person you are. Uh, and, it, and the thing is, you're, you're welcome, John. And the thing is, is that even though you were a bodybuilding champion, you, you went down in the history books, the first National Miss Olympia, when you have your seminars, it's not just about bodybuilding. You can actually have a seminar for a football team, baseball. It can be for anything. Right, right, exactly. It's about health and nutrition and how to get in the best possible shape you can get into naturally. Right, exactly. Okay, so for any of our listeners out there that are coaches of football teams, baseball teams, any sports teams, and you're looking to get them into the best shape that they can get into naturally, avoiding all the steroids, you have to call, you have to get in touch with John Hansen. Definitely. All right. NaturalOlympia.com. NaturalOlympia.com. Fantastic. John, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. I know that just for our listeners that that heard everything in the background, you were en route to do something. (laughs) And you took time out, you know, because you have a busy schedule. Uh, So you took time out as you were in in transit. So I appreciate that. And what I want to do, John, if it's okay with you, I want to have you back on because I know you have to go, so I'm kind of like cutting you short. No, actually, I'm cutting myself short because you need to go. But I like to have you back on to actually give further insight into natural bodybuilding. Maybe talk about the other things you have going on, the contest, and everything else sure. that you have going on because I think that's of interest to our listeners. Oh yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to be back, Lou. It was a great pleasure to be on. Uh, fantastic, John. All right, listen, you go do your stuff. Thank you again. And we'll have you back on the UCW radio show. And hopefully when we have you back on, you'll have another stepping stone that you laid out in your career. Okay. All right, Lou. I look forward to talking to you. Excellent, John. Thank you. What is your major malfunction? All that is written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.